Dear Heavenly Father, today I ask that we strive to be like you in our thoughts, in our actions, in all that we do. In your Son, Jesus' name I pray, amen. In Luke 10, we see where the Lord has now chosen 72 other disciples and he sent them out in pairs to towns and places to visit. He gave them specific instructions in verse 2. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember, I am sending you out as lamb among wolves. So God is telling his disciples, the people that he has chosen, that there's a lot to harvest. There are a lot of people that need to hear of the goodness and glory um, of all of the miracles they need to be brought into the fold. But the number of people that are able and willing to go out are not a lot. We still have that today. There are still so many people in the world that need to hear about the love of Jesus. And so God tells us he is sending us out as a lamb among the wolves. So he knows it's not easy. This work of discipleship, I call it the hard work of discipleship, to not only love God, to not only feast on his word and fill your spirit with his word, but to truly, truly embody a disciple and to share this with others. God goes on to share with the disciples that if someone refuses you, don't force them. Again, if we remember from our previous reading in Luke, our job is to sow a seed and the, the person's heart is what has to be prepared to receive it. We have no impact on what that seed does. And God is saying, don't force it. If they are repelling you, if they don't want you, don't force it. In verse 25, someone was testing Jesus and they asked a question, teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So the man wanted to justify his actions. And again, remember this is a test. Even Jesus had tests. People even gave him tests to see what his response would be, how strong his faith was, what answers he would give. So as we're going through life, the test that we have, Jesus understands this. He experienced the same thing when he was walking on earth, people testing him, challenging him. And so Jesus responded with a story, and this is the story of the Good Samaritan. And so in this story, Jesus tells of a Jewish man that was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. And there were three people who walked by him. A priest walks by him, and he saw the man laying on the side of the street, and he crossed to the other side of the road. A temple assistant, so somebody who worked in the temple, walked over the man and looked at him lying there, but also crossed the street on the other side of a man. 
And in verse 33, it says, Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. So this was a Jewish man and a Samaritan in those days, they didn't live in harmony. And the word says this was a despised Samaritan. So not a Samaritan in good standing, but someone who we would typically write off in our society. And he soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine. So think about even today, what is the cost of olive oil and the cost of wine? These are things that even in those days had a very high cost and they were considered rare and precious. And he bandaged his wounds. So then he put the man on his own donkey. So what does that mean? He was walking alongside the donkey and he had the man on his donkey and he took him to an inn. And then when he got to the inn, he gave the innkeeper two silver coins. And he said, this should be enough to take care of him until he recovers, until he gets better. And if there's anything else due, when I come back, I will pay. And so after Jesus finished telling the story, he asked, okay, so which was a neighbor? And the man said, the man who showed him mercy. And he commanded this person who tested him to go and do the same. What do we learn from this story? We learn from this story that your status, your stature, where you are in life or in the world, it doesn't really matter. It's about how you take care of those around you and not just those that you love, that are in your care, your family, your friends, but it's how do you take care of someone who can't repay you, somebody who is broken and downtrodden, how do you take care of them? The Bible often talks about orphans and widows and orphans and widows are close to God's heart because they're without. An orphan can't, they didn't ask to be here. And if they have no parents, they're looking for love. They need their basic needs met. So as you walk through this Advent season, I want you to think about how you can be more like the Good Samaritan. What can you do to get out of your core of just focusing on the people in your life that you know that need you and extend God's love and mercy and compassion and grace to those who maybe may have hurt you in the past or someone who has no ability to ever, ever repay you. Volunteer somewhere, help a widow, help an orphan go to a homeless shelter, go to a shelter for women and children that have been misplaced. This is a season where God wants us to move outside of our comfort zone, to move outside of the things that bring us comfort and bring those who can't help themselves, who feel broken, abused, and misused, and help them.